Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on Anchor.fm with your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock. It's Thursday, January 10th, 2019. It's about 21 degrees Fahrenheit here in Akron, Ohio in the U.S. And it's snowing outside. I woke up this morning at around 6 to a snow plow, if you can believe it. So yes, we have snow finally. 10 days after the new year has come into um, itself, pretty much. Um, Today's episode is sponsored by Flipboard.com, which is your non-stop shop for Magazine articles, newspaper articles, ranging from the USA Today, The Post, NY Times, Time Magazine, Rolling Stone, Cosmopolitan, just to name a few. They have an app for iOS devices and for Android devices and your Google Play Store and iTunes App Store that you can get for free. Flipboard.com, where your information resource is at. I've used it for many years, and I've been able to even group all of my magazines into different categories, ranging from culinary to sports to entertainment to politics, and it's amazing, and it's accessible with TalkBack and VoiceOver, NVDA, JAWS for Windows, System Access, Narrator. Um, So, yeah, I would encourage you to go to Flipboard.com to check it out. It's a really great resource. So, thank you for sponsoring Episode 51 of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. So, let's get straight to it, shall we? Today's episode is about kinesthetic learning, especially people who learn by doing. Um, I am also a kinesthetic learner, not just an audio learner, Um, and I learn by tactile, which means I use Braille in conjunction with audio in order to receive the information when learning a language. Um, I use this throughout my process because I'm able to recall vocabulary. I'm able to look up definitions on my computer using my Braille display. Um, I'm able to learn more about punctuation, grammar structures, Um, I'm able to put an object with a word in my house using, you know, kinesthetic method. Um, A lot of people use this when they're a child in order to connect words with objects. And through that process, they also may be a visual learner. So they might be able to see with their eyes the image that they want while while touching it at the same time it gives a double sensory boost to the brain 
So they'll be able to connect the object and the word together, which helps. And then if you're an auditory learner and you learn by ear, it also helps as well um, for you to be able to have the object in your hand. You'll be able to feel it in a more tangible way. A lot of people that are visually impaired and blind also use this technique along with people that have other learning disabilities, whether it's autism, Asperger's, whether it's ADD, ADHD, whether they're dyslexic or not. And I mean, I have an aunt that she's a kinesthetic learner. She has to have the object in her hand in order for the words to associate with her brain. And she's sighted. So, I mean, these um, methods do help a person learn the subject matter in more depth. Um, I will say that for me personally, it doesn't matter if I'm learning Russian or Arabic, Cantonese, French. I have so many objects in my house that I can access to help me learn the vocabulary for that particular language. And, you know, just to be able to feel what a remote control looks like or a fork, knife, spoon, it, it, it gives you a more human and tangible connection with the object. You know, honestly, this just doesn't work inside of your house. It also works inside of your workplace, outside in the community. And that helps people who have a different learning style. And usually a kinesthetic learner can use their other senses, whether it's their vision and their auditory in conjunction, to help them be able to enhance their learning process um, immensely, which is a great thing for them as a whole. And most of my life, I've been able to use this method in order to be able to learn not only language-related vocabulary, but also I've been able to use it for any of my other subjects that I was learning in high school and in college and in elementary school, junior high, so forth and so on. Everyone's brain works differently, and so some people that are kinesthetic learners become visual, and they have to not only be able to touch it, but they have to be able to see it as well in order for it to really stick in their mind. And that is something that you learn when you're in school um, as a young learner. You know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, you're learning these techniques. You're developing your own learning style because everyone's style is different depending on the person, depending on uh, many factors. Um, and it's a really interesting way to see the world. I know as someone that's visually impaired, and I've been visually impaired all my life, that for my totally blind friends, 
kinesthetic learning is the way to go because they don't have sight in order to be able to visualize what different parts of the heart may look like. So they have a model of the heart and someone works with them and takes it apart piece by piece and they're able to feel it and be able to identify each part of the heart, you know, your arteries, your aorta, all that type of stuff. And actually I used this technique when I was taking a biology class when I was in college many years ago. And it worked for me because I was able to stimulate my brain to identify the the scientific words because I wasn't a science person. So because I wasn't a science person, I pretty much had to work a hundred times harder than the rest of my sighted counterparts in order to remember certain vocabulary words, certain you know, definitions for tests. I mean, I would be spending like three hours just having someone read to me what what this particular chapter that we were working on while working through this model in a tactile way so I can understand because my brain is not a scientific brain. I needed to have this class in order to graduate and, you know, with the advent of tactile graphics, you know, you can have maps that are raised now. That's the shape of like Ohio and Pennsylvania, the United States, and there's Braille um, underneath to indicate, you know, what the state is. You know, there's raised lines, whether it's horizontally or vertically. And this is how people that are low vision, people that are blind, see the world with tactile graphics. Um, you know, they have globes that are tactile now where you can learn the geography map of the world with raised um, maps of, of certain parts of Europe and Asia and, and the U.S. and Canada. And, and there's Braille as well, so you'll be able to read um, with your fingers. And all of this is done by touch. So you're using your fingers and you're using your hands in order to connect the information to your brain. And that is something that people who learn, whether it's languages, whether it's history or science or medicine, they use these techniques in order to be able to have the information facilitate in their head properly. Some people who are low vision, they still can see large print and read large print. So they're able to visually, auditorily, and kinesthetically connect the dots. Now there's some people where their vision is less than fantastic for reading um, large print anymore. So they become more auditory and kinesthetic. And then there's just some people where kinesthetic works for them completely which is okay. You know, I mean, I know plenty of people that are dyslexic and so they can't read the words very well because it's all backwards to them. So they're more auditory and kinesthetic and they and they still get the information, which is what you want 
in the end. And I can tell you that I've learned a great deal about learning languages from using Braille um, in my daily life. Um, you know, using what's around my house in my daily life on a tactile um, way of, 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 of learning and by audio. And it changes one's life. You know, you see the world a lot differently from touch than you do visually or auditorily. And there are some people that are deaf and blind and mute and so they can't communicate um, the same way so they have to have tactile learning as their way to gather the information that they need and so if you're using braille if you're using tactile graphics if you have a, a, a TTY machine with a braille display and you're able to read what someone is saying to you in whatever language you're you're speaking, then that means something um, to the learner. And, you know, if anyone has any questions about this, you know, from a visually impaired perspective, you know, contact me on um, anchor.fm and I will be very happy to go further in detail with this. But I thought I would put this out here for people because... You know, that was one of the other elements of language learning that people have um, discussed, but not in full detail. I know that there are some polyglots that are tactile learners, and that's how they they learn their information, along with being visual. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast on the various podcast sites, Spotify, Google Play Store, AudioCast, Breaker, RadioCast, Radio Public, um, iTunes. You can leave me a message on anchor.fm slash Chanel Patrice Hancock, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E-P-A-T-R-I-C-E-H-A-N-C-O-C-K. Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast, C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E apostrophe S. Language Learning Journey Podcast. And I will answer your question in the next episode of the podcast, which will probably be coming out on the 14th of this month. Um, I will be interviewing Mary Polyglot Girl from Mary Polyglot um, Channel on YouTube. She's from Malaysia, and so I hope you guys enjoy this episode that I'm going to be putting out on the 14th with Mary, and I hope you enjoy this episode today of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. Thank you so much, and have a great day, and remember, language learning is a journey and a process, so take your time and don't rush it, and enjoy the experience of language learning and the journey of language learning. Take care and see you in the next episode.